vulnerability and showing a bit of vulnerability is not um is 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 been proven to not be such a uh such a, a damaging thing i think it makes um it's it's again it's that proximity to the to the front line it's that engagement um and and being relatable which then in turn builds relationships connections trust psychological safety hello and welcome to the helping organizations thrive podcast this is your host julian roberts This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions, and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, experts, and thought leaders in the field of business resilience. Do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, Today I have the pleasure of Katie Allen on the show. Uh, Good morning to you, Katie. Morning, Julian. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Good to see you. Um, You are a managing consultant at PA Consulting. And today we're going to be exploring empathetic uh, leadership. Before we go there, Katie, what do you love about what you do? Mm, Okay, so um, it's probably a good idea to start with with what I do. So um, I bring together, I have an academic background in commercial law and sociology and um, that's been the golden thread uh, throughout my career. So bringing together um, commercial, legal and people-centred change skills um, to unlock ambition in um, complex programmes, change and transformation programmes. Um, what I love doing, um, what really sort of gets me out of bed in the morning is bringing together um, quite diverse disciplines um, so different capabilities in teams to to collaborate and and drive value outcomes um, usually working hand in glove with with client teams so um, tend to work in in integrated teams um, my personal focus in that is um the human element of change so hearts and minds corralling um people around a a shared vision and goal for the future um and then supporting to uh, safely and positively uh take people through um the 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 change that their organization is going through and that that the nature of the change is um sort of less relevant in that context it could be digital it could be a structural um it could be a new strategic direction for the organization um the 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 bit that gets me um really excited is always the 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 human impact the human element of that i love that you like the human element and it's often a aspect that's often forgotten in organizations but we we are humans and uh, we are people full of emotion hearts minds and souls and everything else and it ties really nicely and uh, talking about uh, empathetic leadership because that's certainly the human element of it um i, I saw a, a a blog from i can't remember where now but there was a study done with nearly 900 workers conducted by catalyst and they found that Workplace empathy led to increases in inclusivity, innovation, retention, engagement, and work-life balance. Uh, The study also found that when employees perceived leaders as empathetic, employees were far more likely to report positive mental health status. So some really good positive stuff about empathetic leadership. So from your perspective, uh, Katie, what is 
empathetic leadership and, and why is it important in today's uh, world? Mm, it's um I think I know the 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 study that you've been um that that you've read there and um I'm seeing uh, a real uptick in articles and opinion pieces on this of recent uh which is which is really good to see it feels like there's some some momentum behind this um so for me empathetic leadership is recognizing that across a diverse range of people that that make up an organization or a team um there will be different needs different pressures um different wants and desires and different goals and for me it's about understanding uh what they are from the experience and the viewpoint of the individual and tailoring your um approach so that you can support that individual to 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 realize their potential given their individual circumstances um why is that important um you've listed some of the benefits and outcomes that are starting to be recognized from uh, approaching uh, staff engagement and employee value proposition and benefits in that way i think for me as a as a leader why it's important is i have to listen and understand um the experiences of of my team so that i know how to support them i'm an, i'm an accredited coach so i've always had a coaching leadership approach um I think if you don't, um, then you will find yourself with blind spots. You will find yourself making um, assumptions about what your team and what your workforce um, need and want and what pressures are on them and uh, quite quickly could find yourself coming across as out of touch. Um, And I think for me that's probably the the kind of key thing that's that's at stake uh nobody really wants to um i don't think anyone in a leadership position wants to uh be out of touch or or um risk having a, a disengaged workforce the consequences of that are are quite significant um and namely uh retention and, and attrition um are, are two big things that i think that could lead to yeah, so, so some real sort of value adds of why it's obviously positive to be uh, empathetic in your leadership. Uh, when when did you realise for yourself that that's how you lead and and that's how you felt was a, a positive way of engaging with others and make you more, I suppose, um, an advocate for uh, empathetic leadership? Mm, so, so I draw... Um, I take feedback really seriously. Um, I encourage 360 feedback uh, in all the teams that I work with, um, not just internally, but integrated team with um, with clients, collaborators, um, suppliers as well. And it was a theme that uh, started to arise out of feedback that I was receiving on my performance, mm. particularly from um, teams that I was leading and, and managing so the program teams um so that made me more self-aware of it um 
And then I wanted to unpack that a little bit more in terms of, okay, so what's the positive impact that that has had and um, what would people like to, to sort of see more of? Then we always do uh, what's called client value reviews. Um, so most organizations do them uh, midway points or at the end of a, of a program, we um, interview our clients to understand what their experience has been like working with us and are they happy. And then that theme came through as well, that, that, that we had an empathetic approach to change and to working with them. So then I was recognizing that the benefits were not just with the immediate team um, around me that I was managing, but the broader benefits in, in a change and transformation context were, were becoming uh, quite evident to the mm. people that were impacted by uh, the programs that, uh, that I was managing leading. And then it, it, it just sort of all clicked in place, really. You know, you can, I'm in absolute awe of the, the technical experts that, that are around me that do operating model, enterprise architecture. I mean, we have the most, um, amazing and innovative capabilities but i think we i think we can agree that most people who are impacted by change that may not be what they recognize through a change program that may not be what they talk about to their friends or family usually it's how did they feel how did mm. they feel throughout it did they feel consulted did they feel engaged um did they feel listened to was the experience a positive one? Um, and we do that in our day-to-day -day lives. You know, brands that we love uh, did, what was the customer, uh, customer service experience? You know, we, we, we tend to talk, we're humans, we tend to talk in, mm. in feelings and emotions. So um, it became, uh, yeah, it, it became a, a real kind of uh, success factor to me in terms of um really proactively focusing on how are people going to, how do we want people to feel through this journey and how do we ensure that, um, that we're creating the, the, the right safe spaces um, and level of trust so that people have a, a positive experience, even if it's not a change that they don't have to be an advocate of it. You can still have a positive experience through something that you're not necessarily an advocate of. Um, so it yeah, very quickly became a, a, a quite a significant focus in how I approached, um, how I approach everything that I do at work. And you mentioned there about, you talked a lot about feelings and how, you know, that's really important to how people feel and, you know, along the journey of change on the journey of anything you know what the, the feelings and feelings can be a little bit it's full of emotions it's can get a little bit sort of i don't know is it a bit woolly is it a bit uh it's not very business-like is it a little bit oh a bit soft you know and i think sometimes there's a a, a perception or a misconception that being empathetic is you're soft and you can't make decisive you know, sort of decisions. You can't be accountable. You, you don't get results. What would you say to that sort of misconception? Hmm. I mean, I think it is a misconception. I think um, some of the benefits and outcomes that um, that you referenced from the from the study that you referenced earlier speak 
um, speak quite strongly to the contrary of that. I'm, um, I don't think I'm a big fan of, you know, hard and soft skills, <laughs> still skills, strengths, traits, um, uh, attributes uh, that that you you want from your workforce and you want to cultivate and build and um, uh, so so I'm I'm not really a, a fan of the hard and soft as I said I think the soft always comes um, as you've rightly called out it, it it's perceived as as less important or a nice to have um, I think recent. Uh, events that we are still going through so um you know we've, we've we've come through coming up the tail end hopefully of a pandemic we're in a cost of living crisis um what was what perhaps was perceived were perceived as the softer skills that were nice to have um actually for uh, employees are critical skills um uh, uh, critical um benefits from being uh, from, from their employer and I think it links back to you've got your you know you've got your, your contract with your employer and then you've got what we what you can call the emotional contract with your employer and often the emotional contract um the culture and how um uh, how you're treated and um how you feel when you leave work is um is often or increasingly becoming just as if not more important than the written down contracts of the job you do the the um uh, the amount you're paid and your salary, etc. Um, I think the the creating the the safe space for people to talk about their how they're feeling. You don't have to do that in a way of talking about the emotions themselves. There's there's lots of ways that you can do that. Um, that you know, because talking about emotions can can often exacerbate those. So um, we have, for example, a weekly. Uh, we have a well-being call on our on our program, and we have various different ways of supporting the team to speak openly and safely about how they might be how they might be feeling. One of those ways is that we use weather as an analogy. So you know, today I'm feeling sunny and bright and. Um, uh, because X, Y, and Z positive has happened in my life. Um, somebody else in the team's saying, actually, I feel I've woken up and there's a bit of a mist around me. I, sort of, I know I've got the the, the the tools and the skills to to get to the other side of it, but I can't quite see that right now because my back to back in meetings and I've got um, you know I've got quite a lot on and quite a lot of, to to navigate through in terms of um, challenges. It all creates a. a a, a culture and an environment of, of psychological safety and it's really important I, I think that is incredibly important um people feel safe to make mistakes they feel um empowered and expected to speak up when um when they're finding things challenging and i think do think you need to create that and have those safe forums in order to be able to to, to know how best to support people and um, and it won't be a a, a, a one size fits all that, that well-being call is that is that a, a call that I mean I like the idea of that, that I remember working with a team uh, of ladies who were rowing around Great Britain and we I helped them devise a, a check-in once a day where they would literally they they do a, the weather sounds really a good way of doing it, actually a one to five five they're feeling absolutely great one they're not feeling great and then they would just literally share why not basically and it just gave everybody in the team where everybody was at. And when you're doing a physical exercise, like 
rowing every day and what they were doing was they needed to know quickly <laughs> but I like the idea of the well-being call I like the idea of referring to from a weather point of view um, is that just for your core team in terms of how you do that um, at the moment I'm doing it with the, the core um, assignment team but we've opened that up and and as I say we generally work in integrated teams with our clients so we've opened that up to um to integrated teams and we have um we have a, a an approach and sort of menu of options that you can that, that that we're developing to draw down from so um again and again it is about understanding does that work is that is you you've got to listen and, in, and engage with the team and and I think you've also got to genuinely be willing to change tact so that works for for our team um on a monthly basis and then we'll we'll alternate it with other activities um on the other weeks of the month but i do recognize that that might not work in all circumstances and in all teams so i think it comes back to that listening listening trying something new testing it does it work if it doesn't change tact um I think that's what it comes back to. It's the it's the it's the culture and the experience and the outcomes that are important, mm. rather than the activity that you're doing itself. So mm. the, the outcome you're seeking is a is a supportive culture with camaraderie, where people feel safe to speak up, where people feel um, uh, psychologically safe to make mistakes or raise challenges. How you how you get that there's a range of options there's a, a range of different things you can do um it's just about finding the right fit for mm. the the community of, of people that you're working with at that particular time and i think fit, fit to work as you, you've already alluded to is is creating a, a psychological safe environment so for people to be genuinely honest that i'm actually feeling you know a rainy day today or whatever it may be you've got to feel safe psychologically to, to express that in, in, within a team context how have you found and it seems that psychological safety it feels to be a bit of a, a building block to create an empathetic sort of leadership mm. sort of culture how have you created or uh, sort of that psychological safety what are the things that you've done in your team what you've observed as well uh, any examples that would uh, have, have created that sort of psychological safety so, so f f what we've done is created um, forums and spaces to be able to have um, to, to facilitate discussions around what's on people's minds, what's um, what might be um, worrying people, um, what might people feel unsure about that you. There's that age old thing of no question is a stupid question, but nobody really. <laughs> We've all found ourselves in meetings where we think, oh, I think I want to ask this, but I, I'm not sure whether <laughs> I should know the answer. So, um, so I think creating the space and framing the discussion as such that there really isn't any, um, there really are no sort of silly questions here. Let's, let's have an open discussion. Um, you can support that by, uh, giving people the opportunity to feed questions or topics for discussion in anonymously mm -hmm. so um so so that you are responding to 
to the needs and the asks of the team, but without asking anybody or expecting anybody to kind of stick their head above the above the parapet, which I know people can feel quite uncomfortable about. Um, I also think if you can sharing your own experiences, I think there's been a perception, um, or there was a perception that as a team leader or a team manager, you you've always got to be on your A game, and you know nothing. You, know, you are so um, razor sharp on on focus all the time, and and you've you've got this outer shield that makes you incredibly resilient, and you know these sort of superhuman superhero managers and leaders. Um, vulnerability and showing a bit of vulnerability is not um, is 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 been proven to not be such a uh, such a, a damaging thing i think it makes um it's it's again it's that proximity to the to the front line it's that engagement um and and being relatable which then in turn builds relationships connections trust psychological safety um so we ask people what they what they want to talk and what they want to hear about we do a range of um quite varied sessions that range from um facilitating a discussion in a in a in a safe environment um and with a topic that isn't going to trigger or exacerbate um uh, emotions that 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 would be you know, demotivating or or um or unhelpful to somebody um we bring in a lot of guest speakers on topics so um so we create that kind of learning environment as well to hopefully learn and and grow new skills in um, or, or educate in areas such as really ranged um so time management through to the importance of sleep um uh, dietitians that 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 kind of thing so um and then ask people's feedback so listen to them respond to their to their requests in the way that you can and then um, gather feedback on what did you like? What can we do even better? What do you want to see from the future? And continuously evolve and, and change tact. I think that's the, the the model that that I would advocate. That's 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 working for us. Yeah, and I think you 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 covered a whole host of things there because psychological safety is all about creating an environment where people feel a they can speak up. B, they can challenge the, the sort of status quo and, and leadership, but also they can sort of take risks and and fail and fail in a, a safe environment that is it's not okay to fail, but it is okay to fail. If you know what I mean? As long as we learn from those things. Um, and I think one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize the you talked about role modeling about being showing that sort of vulnerability that you know you know every leader is not got this special shield and they get everything right and all the time is really important. It's probably the most powerful behavioral change uh, agent you have is to role model um, the most significant. And there's so many studies on it. And I think people forget, in fact, we're all role modeling right now. And whether <laughs> it's having a positive impact or a negative impact, it doesn't matter. We are role modeling, period. Um, and so that's important. And so just on the risk and the failure side of things. So in an empathetic culture leadership, how do you deal when things go wrong, when people make catastrophic mistakes, errors? Um, how do you deal with that in that context? Mm, so, <laughs> 
you got me thinking that because I would prefer that um, because people feel supported and are supported, um, if we are exploring um, a different way of doing something that that you know may come with 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 risk, it it, it really I'd rather provoke focus on the preventative and supporting the thinking and the emerging thinking and and how we navigate through that safely um i think if you are uh, a catastrophic mistake is 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 tends to be a little bit too late <laughs> um, um and whilst you can rec- whilst you can recover from that and i recognize in some disciplines you you sort of you may have to do that in order to to to, to learn and grow and overcome um uh, my pref- my preference would be that we've got the right um support and cover and guidance and coaching to to safely take risks and try new things um where there is an element of of uh awareness and and shared understanding of what the risks involved mm. are with that but um but let's try and avoid, uh, yeah, making uh, a catastrophic error. Um, now, there are situations where I think people can perceive that they have made a catastrophic error. Um, and I, I've got my own uh, memory of this where I thought, um, well, I thought I had made uh, an, an error and it was, it was a completely innocent one, but um, I I was uh, worried that I'd, I'd put my foot in it on something essentially, and I spoke to uh, the leader at the time, and he 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 was a he's an empathetic leader, um, and he said something to me that I have repeated so many times uh, to teams, which is first of all, um, don't suffer, don't don't walk around with the. the, the the weight on your shoulders of of thinking that you've uh, that, that you've done something wrong. Seek guidance and seek help because generally you may not be aware of the full context and you may not have the the levers available to you that other people in your organisation do to to either steer it back on track. Mm-hmm help you understand that actually it's it's not an issue at all. Um, it's just something that you haven't experienced before and you've perceived it as an issue or prevent it from, from, from happening in the, in the first place. Um, and then secondly, what he said was um, there's not much in a, in a professional context that we couldn't get through together. I just need to know about it. And it really stuck in my mind because the it put, first it put me completely back on track for the day, and there really wasn't anything huge to worry about. And it let me know that in the future, it's really unhelpful and unproductive to worry um, in 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 the workplace. Actually, have a support network around you that you trust. And that you can lean on and reach out to. Um, we will always find ourselves. We'll, we'll all find ourselves in situations where we feel out of our depth, or unsure, or or not not um, not certain of how to navigate a, a, a tricky path. Mm-hmm. Having that support network around you of of trusted, you know, confidants, advisors, coaches, mentors, buddies, and organisations can support to create the. The, the the structure and the processes that that mean that all of those things are in place, 
um, can be the difference between a lot of emotion expended and quite frankly, time wasted on, on, on worrying about something to, um, yeah, prevention or, um, uh, or really usually what's quite a, quite a simple and straightforward solution. Um, and, and we are humans and we are, um, you know, we are we are known for catastrophic um building things up in our head i can't get the word out catastrophizing uh things in our own minds um just just because we are generally particularly in um i think in in um uh, in the professional context we can be our own harshest critics um so you know building this culture of empathetic uh, culture and leadership you know you, you touched on you talked about two things you talk about the psychological safety you talk about the support is there any other aspects you think that are important if you're a leader right now listening thinking okay build a psychological safe team uh, create that support that buddying system how it how it sort of transpires in your organization what else can they do that will help them to be more empathetic as a leader or create that sort of culture of, of empatheticness um, so I think the, the vulnerability bit is is probably quite important. So being um, being visible with your team and um, building a connection in whatever way you feel is is um, going to resonate. You know, everybody should know your team better than than than, than anyone else does. So um, uh, knowing what resonates and um, and and what they will be interested in in terms of building that that connection with you um i think where it can become it can become quite challenging is as you tr- start to to scale it up um but you know as we know with with challenge sort of comes comes opportunity and and new new solutions and i think um the role of the role of data becomes really important in in that um so i think if your approach if you were talking about a team of you know up to 50 an approach when you're looking at an organization thousands will will need to be different so that so that you can scale that up um that's where i think that focus groups surveys um data from um uh, satisfaction and engagement surveys become really really important you can draw out generally draw out from those right what are the universal um uh, challenges opportunities areas of feedback and then where are those uh themes or communities of um of employees that we really want to uh to engage and tap into and understand a little bit more uh creating forums for those at an organization level will then provide that that safe space that then hopefully they can then advise um uh, leadership uh, what their needs are based on um uh, based on their kind of their, their grouping we've done that before um and had some really really positive effects in terms of standing up shadow boards shadow management committees through uh through change programs to really really understand from a from a working level um what's on people's minds what are people most excited about what are people worried about um i think the most uh insightful and interesting um uh, outcomes of that for me were 
that it's it it generally wasn't necessarily what we had expected um so it tapped into an insight that that, that could have could have been a, a potential blind spot and that meant that we could put in the the activities the initiatives interventions whatever it was the response and then demonstrate that we had responded and said you know this is what um this is what we said um this is what we've done about it here's the outcome and again test through feedback and iterate and evolve um but if we if we hadn't created those spaces um i'm not sure that we would have been able to glean that rich insight from some of the uh, technical the, the tools that you use in a change or transformation program like change impact assessments for example um it, you, you we really did have to tap into the human experience to to understand what they were uh, and it's interesting you just said those final words that were in my head then is, is it goes back to that human elements isn't it mm-hmm. and recognizing that people need to feel valued feel understood and um feel they can contribute and be part of something and creating those as you said those whether it's feedback forums focus groups um and an environment that's psychologically safe uh, with leaders who are you know sort of role modeling and sort of showing that vulnerability it, it's that human element and it seems to be that that's the core of all this empathetic leadership is going back to recognize that each of us are are human and and to work and interact with people in that uh, mindset and have that intent i guess uh, can be really helpful just thinking well this is another human being just like me has challenges has worries has anxieties has highs and lows just like i do and just feeling that sense um i've really enjoyed our conversation uh katie in terms of and, and the insights you've shared as well and your own experience um, if people really want to sort of connect and get in touch with you, what's the best way of doing that? Sure, I'd be uh, um, I'd welcome that. So um, probably on LinkedIn is the is is the best way to do that. So Katie Allen, um, uh, yeah, that would be a pleasure. Brilliant. Well, thank you for today. Appreciate that. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you do like this episode, then please do rate, review and share with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, we coach high performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions. We'll help you to go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation with me. Contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com.